Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Perfect Pup Podcast. I screwed it up last time. so You got it right this time. Got huh? it right this time, yep. yep. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about picky eaters, how to avoid them, and if your pup is already a picky eater, how to fix that with them. This is the Perfect Pup Podcast, helping you build a better relationship with your pup, presented by Pupford. And for today's pup dates, this is kind of a fun one. I was just kind of perusing the internet, finding cool dog things, and there was a list of all the world records held by dogs. Nice. And there are some pretty bizarre ones, like not like the ones that you would think, yeah. but like ones like the fastest 100-meter dash with a can bounced on their head, <laughs> and one of them was the most bottles recycled by a dog. Oh, nice. There was another one that was, what was the other one That's I wrote, wrote down? eco-friendly pup. Uh, oh, longest wave surfed by a dog in open water. Oh, like some sweet. pretty crazy things. Like some of them are kind of like more weird. Yeah. Was but that dog on the board by itself or yeah, with someone? by itself. Really? It's crazy. That's crazy. But I'll link to that in the episode notes and you can go check out some of those cool uh, dog world records. Nice. I like it. Yep. All right, let's do this. Picky eaters. So many people have this problem. And I think... A big reason why that is is because we kind of give in to our dogs a little bit too easy, right? Like yeah. We're like, oh, they're not eating like they should or X, Y, and Z different reason, and we kind of cave in to their pickiness. Yeah. So we're going to talk about how to avoid that, and if you have the problem, how to fix it. Yeah. So, your, your pup knows how to manipulate you. That's oh, they do. for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they will eat all day, and if uh, that... Uh, if they have the chance to sit and beg for any little scrap, they'll do it and they'll make right. you feel bad about it. So, yep. All right. So let's go through some of the ways to how to avoid a picky ear. So number one, and I think this is probably the most important, and this is important even like outside of picky eaters is sticking to a feeding schedule. Huge. Uh, we get this question a lot in our private community, which if you're not in there, uh, go join it. If you go into Facebook and search Pupford and 30 Day Perfect Pup, you'll find it. Uh, but we get this question a lot, um, you know, should I be sticking to a feeding schedule? Do I need to like, can I free feed my dog? Why does it matter? Uh, simply put, you don't want to free feed because it can create a lot of bad habits, especially above all, it's going to probably make your dog be overweight because I don't know about your dogs, your dog, I mean, my dogs, if I let them free feed, I mean, they would like, like Buddy, who's almost 14, he would eat it he would eat the whole bag. Oh, like, yeah. He wouldn't stop until he was yeah. sick. Like yeah. some dogs just don't have that like level of self-control. And I think we expect them to, but that unfortunately just, I don't think that's how it works. Really. No, no, they don't. Well, and the other side of free feeding is just letting them put the bowl down and letting them wander around and just eat it whenever. Right. right? And that's, uh, that can, can potentially cause problems as well. Um, could be, you know, even as, as something as small as, if your pup goes to the bathroom right after they eat yeah. and they don't, uh, maybe you're not home at the time or, you know, every dog's different. But yeah, yeah free feeding is definitely a, a problem. It seems like you're doing your pup a favor by letting them eat whenever they want. Right. When in reality, you're doing them a disservice. And on top of that, it's hard to know, like, if they're getting the right amount or that type of thing. A lot of times it just, yeah, it leads to uh, not getting the right amounts. And... Like we're talking about, it can lead to them being a little bit picky because they know like, oh, my food's going to be there all day long. I'll just come back to it whenever. Whereas if you stick to a specific schedule and you say, all right, we're feeding at 9 a.m. They've got a half hour to eat it. If they don't finish it, I'm going to pick it back up 
and then they can give it another go at dinner time or lunchtime if you're doing three meals for like a puppy. So um, having that schedule is going to be one important step. Um, I do one more point on yeah. that too. I do think that part of that is stems from um, people thinking that, or they're being a little bit impatient. Basically, yeah. they're saying, "All right, well, I don't want to sit and wait for my dog to eat. Right. So I'm just going to leave it out, and I got to run, and so I'll yeah. leave it there." When in reality, it's only going to take. Like, I mean, it'll only take a, a week or two probably oh, yeah. of, of yeah. sticking to the schedule yeah. before your dog knows, okay, I need to eat when the food is put down. So you're going to be able to establish that schedule and have them eating when they're supposed to be pretty quickly. So if it's like a timing issue or you're too impatient to sit and wait for them to eat, yeah. it's only going to be that way for a couple of weeks yeah. and it'll be worth it in the long run. Yeah, but. you got to stick through it. Um, okay, another reason that we get picky eaters and one way to avoid it just to avoid table scraps. This is probably one of the hardest things to do because like you were saying, like you're eating whatever and your dog comes up to yeah. you and they look so cute. And you're like, oh, I'll, I'll just give them like a little green bean or I'll give them a little piece of my chicken. And then it's yeah. like, you just start this, the floodgates open basically. Oh, yeah. And they start to, I mean, again, because dogs are creatures of habit and whatever they're getting positively reinforced they're going to just keep doing that behavior. And so if you if they come up and beg to you, you give in, you give them some food, you just positively reinforce begging. And so you're creating the situation where they're going to beg. Um, but not only, not only the begging and whatnot being a problem, you're also creating, in their mind, they might say, well, I don't know if I want this food that's in my yeah. bowl because I know that my human's going to eat pretty soon here and I'll just go back for them and get some of their, yeah. their stuff that might taste better or whatever. So, well, the problem that potentially comes from that as well is you're feeding them those scraps. And yeah. if they do still eat their food, you're going to have a dog that's overeating yes. because yep. almost nobody compensates for that. No. They look at the back of the bag and say, okay, two and a half cups per day. I mean, we've got bigger dogs. So yeah. that's for you folks with smaller dogs, two and a half cups per day doesn't make sense to you, but yeah. Yeah. you know, they'll say two and a half cups per day and that's what they're going to scoop every single time for their dog. Right. No matter if they're giving them a hundred treats plus a bunch of table scraps, yep. plus a chew, plus yep. whatever else. And before you know it, the caloric intake of your pup is like 30% higher than what it should be every single day. So yep. um, that's one thing to consider. If you do decide to feed your pup human food, there are okay ways to do it. Right. But one caveat with that is compensate for that with their overall caloric intake. So yeah. when you're scooping out their um, dog food, make sure that you're reducing it by the right amount um, to cover for those additional treats and additional um, maybe table scraps or whatever else that you're giving to your pup. Yeah. Rule of thumb, by the way, 10% of your pup's diet or your, your your the amount of treats that you give your dog should not exceed 10% of your pup's overall diet. That's just yeah. a side note as we're... Yeah. talking about it but well, what are some okay ways to give your dog human food well and on just one other point on that i think it is important to note that like sometimes in some instances our dogs become picky because they just have you like you said you're giving them too much food in general and so maybe they're just not actually hungry yeah like that that's a sign like we notice this with our dogs that like we like kind of reevaluated like oh we're actually feeding too much and then when we cut it back to what they actually should have been getting um they were less picky with their eating so um yeah so some okay ways that you can do table scraps if you really want to do it there's like a couple things that i'd recommend number one if like wherever you're eating step away from that area like don't actually give the table scraps or the you know the human food 
where you're eating because again it just breeds that like they're wanting to beg dogs work off of association right exactly and so so that's why a dog might get scared once mm-hmm. by by a man smoke wearing alarm. a black hat yeah. or a smoke alarm yeah. when they're when they're small yeah. and they'll be afraid of it for the rest of their life yeah things as small as that cause association in pups minds so you can imagine that something as powerful as food, and most dogs right. are food driven, mm-hmm. being fed at a table is going to create a massive association. They're just gonna keep coming back. So uh, yeah, step away from the area that you're eating and you know, make it like a training opportunity. Have them do a couple tricks or use it to like teach a behavior you've been trying to kind of overcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, or if you wanna take it even a step further, like put it in their actual food bowl, even if you don't have, if it's not their regular meal time. I know some of the stuff we're saying is contradicting because we're saying like, stick to a schedule, don't feed table scraps, but we recognize that sometimes you're just gonna do it. So yeah. take precautions yeah. to like, If you're gonna do it, it, do it this way, yeah, not do it, the other way. <laughs> do it as, like avoid negative things as much as possible. Yeah, but yeah, for sure. um, one other point, point similar to that would just be about counter surfing. So it kind of goes hand in hand where, um, if your dog gets used to counter surfing and starts counter surfing and getting food, like again, that's going to make them more picky with their actual meal time. So in the beginning stages of, of your dog's life, um, especially if you're still kind of like training and teaching them. So like the first year, basically like you just have to be meticulous about like not leaving any food on the counter. And that is way easier said than done. Oh yeah. We both have dogs who have done their fair share of counter surfing because they're tall, but like, as much as you can, like just try to avoid counter surfing because it'll breed pickiness and other bad behaviors that you know yeah. will go along with it. And, and one thing that um, goes along with that, if you know your dog is naturally going to be drawn to wanting to be in the kitchen while you're eating. Right. Um, part of establishing a feeding schedule and establishing a schedule for your pup is that might be chew time for them. So while you're eating, maybe you make that their time that they go to their bed or they go to their crate or they go to wherever a comfortable spot for them is. And that's when they get their split elk antler or their yak chews or their beef tendons or whatever other chew you might be giving to them. And that kind of gives them a, a, they won't feel um, as much uh, FOMO. Right. That way. Right? Yeah, for so. sure. Well, and that's kind of one of the things we we're going to talk about is, you know, if you're struggling with this goes, I mean, it's kind of related to picky eating, but you know, if, if you recognize that they're trying to come after like when you're sitting down for mealtime or when you're cooking, like, like Mike said, you know, give them some other activity. And part of that, it can be a great opportunity to teach the place behavior, you know, being able to tell them specifically go to your place and that'll help with a lot of other things. Yeah. So yeah. one thought too that I yeah, have there, especially for you folks with kids, if you got kids, I would definitely establish that. And we try and do that. Um, we're not as good about it as we should be. Sometimes Doris sits there in the kitchen and just like watches the girls eat and waits for the waits for anything to tiny fall. child to let yeah. anything fall. So what, what we'll try to do is say, nope, go to your bed. We'll send her over to her bed and let her spend some time over there instead. But yeah. for you folks with kids, that'll make a big difference because your kids will drop food or they will give your pup food. They just don't understand the same way. And so um, establishing that place command will make a big difference. For sure. Um, okay. One other note on like how to avoid the pickiness. We kind of talked about this, but you have to be a little bit like strict. If you, if you've got a couple days where it's like, Oh, my dog's starting to get a little picky. 
and, and you're getting frustrated, you might be like, well, I'll just add some chicken to their bowl. Or I'm going to change their food right now. Or, yeah, or I'm going to, yeah, change their food or throw in some yogurt or add some peanut butter and mix it around. Like, really, I know the mindset because I've been there before. And the mindset is, well, I just need my dog to eat. Like, I need to make sure they're getting their food. Um, but really, you're just breeding more pickiness because yeah. you're basically telling them, hey, if you hold out, again, associations, hey, yeah. if you hold out and don't eat, for you know a little bit or don't eat a meal like oh the human will add some taste to your stuff next time yeah so you're just breeding more and more pickiness so you can't give into it you have to just like again pick a a window and say okay 30 minutes if they don't eat it i'll pick the bowl up and they'll get that at their next meal time your dog is not going to starve themselves yeah I, i say that with a little bit of like an asterisk of like yeah there are there are very few instances but yes but like it's rare. I mean, it is so rare. And I, if there I is, would... there's probably something larger, like that you need to just talk to your vet and figure out, like maybe they are having some pain while eating, so they have like teeth problems, yeah. or maybe like but they're sick. Like, but even then, at the end of the day, yeah, when your dog gets hungry, they're going to eat. Yeah, 100%. they're going to eat. And so you've just got to be patient. You've got to stick to it. You got to have a little bit more stamina and grit than your than your pup, basically. For sure. So. Those are kind of some of the ways to avoid it, also ways to fix it in a sense, right? Like we've given you a lot of, a lot of ideas to fix it. One more important one, like I think sometimes the we think it's pickiness, but it's actually just like kind of boredom, right? Like some dogs yeah. I think just get bored with mealtimes. Like you set their – if they're not super food driven and they are a little bit picky, sometimes if you just setting your food down – or setting their food down and being like, okay, go ahead. They're like, oh, this like isn't exciting. So mm-hmm. use things like puzzle feeders. Use things like, uh, you know, there's so many different puzzle feeders, snuffle mats. You can put some of it in a Kong. You can play hide and seek with their food. Like if you use a kibble, like my dogs love doing that from time to time. Like I'll just, you know, keep them in one room and go hide half their meal throughout the house. And they love it. Yeah. Plus it's mental exercise. It gets them going yeah. because I, I think like, I don't know, the whole dogs wolves like there's some debate like obviously we know that they are like very related and like descended some way back but like they did used to have to forage for their food and work for it and like it wasn't just presented to them and so there is that kind of instinct of like i think you know many breeds they like to be able to like kind of find their food and have to work for it and not just be like oh it's right here in front of me so making it not boring i guess and just like making it an opportunity to train too. Yeah, and most of the, most of the folks that we talk to on a day to day basis have younger dogs. Yeah, and uh, and younger dogs are more prone to getting into trouble. Yeah, but a dog that is solving problems mm-hmm. like that is a dog that's not causing trouble typically. 100%. So yeah. it's going to wear them out mentally, but it also helps them understand this is a proper way of doing something that's interesting to my mind. Mm -hmm. And maybe chewing on a shoe is an improper way of doing something that's interesting to my mind. So yeah, it's a great way to get rid of that boredom, but also a good way to keep them out of trouble too. And if you have behaviors that you're struggling with, no matter what type of food you are feeding your dog, you can find ways to incorporate it into training Um, because oftentimes that is a good opportunity a good time to train your dog is when they are like hungry or it's around their meal time you can use you know maybe just portion out like a quarter of their meal and do some training routines and like work on some tricks or whatever um, to just kind of keep them interested so those are a lot of ideas hopefully if you're struggling with a picky eater we feel you I've been there I think you've been there probably with Doris a little little bit bit. it's tough like it's very hard because 
Again, I think at the root, you just want to make sure that your dog is happy and healthy and, you know, getting the food that they need. If you feel like there's something more than just like picky eating going on, obviously talk to your vet. There's sometimes underlying factors. And that's also why you shouldn't free feed is recognizing your dog's like habits and how they're acting around food can sometimes be an indicator of like a change in like, if they get sick, they might not be interested in their food anymore. And it's like, that's a sign to say, oh, something is changed. Something's going on. I may need to go to the vet because they're not interested in food right now. Or it looks like it's, they're having pain when they eat. Like there's so many reasons not to free feed, but that's just another one that I'm going to throw in there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it can be, picky eating can be avoided. It can be fixed if your pup is already a picky eater. Um, don't automatically jump to, oh, I need to switch my food or, oh, I need to get fancy with it. Yep. If you're patient, if you work on it, if you, um, yeah, just just take the time to find a solution and fix the problem, then uh, it'll, it'll get better. Definitely. And if you, again, I kind of talked about it earlier, but if you have not joined the... Uh, private community that we have on Facebook. Go check that out. Download the free Pupford app. Um, you That's, can the, take first the, class. That's the first thing. Download that app first. Yes. Yeah, if you're and not then there. join the class. Uh, or sorry, join the group uh, on Facebook. There's a lot of great resources there. There's probably 10 to 20 different threads in that group talking about picky eating. So if you want even more resources, you can go oh, kind of yeah. see what other people have done as well. But Please subscribe to the podcast, whether you're or if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe there. Leave us a comment. Ask us, ask us a question. Share this with your friends. We would really, really appreciate it. But yeah. thanks again so much for listening. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. See ya. Have a good one.